Here we are. Hello, everybody, at anchor.fm forward slash gabsmacked. Pleasure to see you. See you as a pleasure, <laughs> even though I obviously can't since it's a podcast. Hey, hey. So we have someone here that was passionate. And they were passionate to, of course, the Lauren Southern video. This video that I made, and I've made multiple about them, uh, but of course, the one where I was deliberately triggering, which was what I was deliberately doing, um, has, uh, of course, had seems to be the one that people love to watch the most. So there's some sort of interest there in videos that create outrage, even though it was deliberately done that way. And I did say on the video that was why I was doing it. So let's get out of here. She was kicked out for a recording in a public uh, area. Um, if that were true, then so would every other person who is in Lakemba and recording. And then someone will say to me, well, no, that's not the case because she was specifically talking about a certain religion. And the answer is, so have others. And there have been millions of views, actually, of other videos that I've mentioned on YouTube about Lakemba. And there was one guy, and the argument here is that someone might say, well, it's a guy, not a female. But of course, I'll address that one as well. Is that this person, who was a little human being, who of stature, let's just say, and so could fall into the position of being seen as someone who could be physically overpowered, went into Lakemba and spoke to many different people from the archipelago of that specific faith of all different denominations and received resistance from some, but in general did not. And that is exactly what you would expect from any particular group. Of course, the manifestation is different in this group, as I've said before, the manifestation of resistance on the very extreme turns into visual bombings where you don't see that with the extreme Christian right in America. What you see is the blocking of certain things like stem cell research, which results in a death of people that you can't see. So to say one is better than the other or one kills or less people or more people than the other, I'm not actually too sure. But there's a problem in that as well, which is conflating the entire not only the people, but the actual understanding of the faith itself as being responsible for this specific, uh, or, uh, this specific type of behavior. And to say that would be to say that the entire Christian archipelago would be responsible for the institutionalized child rape of the Catholic Church, and even to say maybe all Catholics are responsible, or that extremist Catholics are responsible, or extremist evangelicals are responsible, even though, of course, they are not mutually overlapping denominations within Christianity and don't really agree on much outside of the notion that Jesus was both God and man, and I'm sure that that has some differences too. It definitely does between the Catholics and the Orthodox, as I've said before, and the Catholics and the Arians, uh, who now no longer exist, as far as we can tell. So she wasn't kicked out actually for recording in a public area. That's one of those stories that are pervasive amongst certain spheres. And I unfortunately have to attribute that to fake news. Uh, there's been violence oppressoria groups. There are, I don't know what you mean by violent. There were, I, first of all, my family 
and also uh, myself later on lived in Lakemba for ooh, I don't know now what 50 years or so and there has been violent episodes there for quite a while possibly before you were born um, life for fire forever I'm not sure but that sounds like um, a name of and based upon the emotional uh, or the the you know the excessive emotion that was pervasive throughout the message I'm guessing they weren't born back in 1984 I'm not sure but 1984 I think around then there was a time when there was a burning of a, of a synagogue in Lakemba and so has there been violence there absolutely are there pro-sharia groups I would probably say 99% chance there are pro-Sharia groups uh, within Lakemba and within many other places. There are pro-Christian Sharia groups, uh, Arabic Christians, because of course Sharia means law. And by the mere fact that it means law, there are many different interpretations of Sharia. Some we've seen that are horrific, the most say violent of which I would probably say exists in Saudi Arabia, uh, with which uh, Americans tend to be Friends, and I don't mean American people, but the American government. But of course, Americans can make that distinction about their own nation, whereas they don't seem to be able to make that distinction about nations that have Muslim populations. Scarves are a problem because it's non-Western culture. I don't know what you mean by Western culture, because Western culture includes the raping and pillaging of natives, whether we like it or not. And I don't judge Western culture by that. And at the same time, I don't judge it via what someone decides they want to or not want to express. I can also discuss here that the scarf itself predated Islam in many respects, and it depends what it's used for. It is not something I would want to wear. It's not something most females around me would want to wear. Some people find it disgusting, some don't. After living in the Middle East for a long period of time, you start to notice that it can be something people want to wear in the same way that nuns wear a habit to cover their hair. This is something that these people have decided to do. It is something that existed before uh, the Islamic faith existed. It's something unique to specific subsets of Islamic culture. And that is, of course, the differentiate between the hijab and the burqa and the niqab, which are all different uh, type of things. Some of them uh, are worn by force. Some people decide that, no, that's not why they're doing it. Now, at the same time, you could argue that the people who decide to wear it, who believe they're doing it freely, have been brainwashed by living in that culture or being an exponent of that culture since they were children or since their parents were children. And if we're going to use that argument, then one would have to take it to its extreme, of course, or, or even to its most abstract and apply it everywhere else, which is why when you could say, oh, how come Western women... Uh, which is also false, but you can, you, you'll be able to see this one. Why is it that Western women decide to wear skirts that are so short that from the outside it looks like um, they are, say, sexually immoral? Let's just say some people might think that. And some people say, oh, I'm deciding to wear that. But are they deciding to wear that? Or is it that they're an exponent of what you call Western culture, which then makes them feel that they have the freedom to wear such a thing without you know, being perceived in whatever way some people perceive them in a negative fashion. It's hard to say. Uh, but you can see the distinction there possibly. Now, you may not, and you're more than welcome to reply if you actually don't see that distinction. And, of course, as we know in Christian churches all throughout Australia, Middle Eastern Christian churches, we have women wearing what you call scarves. They don't call them a hijab, they call them something else, but they wear scarves 
uh, when they go to mass? And do we ban one and not the other? Um, that's another interesting question. You might say ban all of them. Well, if we ban those, then do we ban people wearing crosses? Because I don't think that's part of Western culture. Um, now, having said that, you now say to me, Lakemba's an unofficial no-go zone, and I'm a male, and it's daytime, and I'm probably Muslim. Okay, so I'm number one, uh, I guess if you had watched more of my videos, which I, you did watch too, so I do appreciate that, but you haven't watched them all, you'll probably know that you would know that I'm not a religious person at all. But I do study them quite significantly because I prefer to know what the F I'm talking about when I have a response. Uh, now, and it's daytime and, and I'm a male. Now, there are many, many suburbs, if we're going to use that metric, uh, in which you cannot enter during the night and if you were female. And I would suggest that the majority of those are not ones populated by a small percentage of people of the Islamic archipelago. And you might say, well, that means I'm confirming that I couldn't go into Lakemba at night. No, I don't confirm that either. In fact, my, most of my family are Christian, have lived in Lakemba for a huge number of years. And one of the largest Christian private schools, Catholic private schools, lives in, exists in Lakemba. Now, the day that that school gets bombed, if you believe that that's what would happen, uh, then I would, you would then might say, oh, well, therefore, it's proved my point that there is, a, you know, we shouldn't have Muslims in Lakemba. And the answer is that the people that do the bombing don't hold the same beliefs necessarily as other people of that specific faith. And to therefore say that somehow it's every single person or the risk of getting in 10 Muslims mean that one is going to actually commit a bombing is to ignore every single other factor that goes into it. In other words, the specific style of Muslim, the demographic of that particular Muslim, which tends to be a young male, and there's a reason for that. And that's the same reason that young males join white nationalist groups or Greek nationalist groups or whatever other style of identity that they need to take. Now, granted, other specific, specific, specific groups aren't notorious for suicide bombings outside of the young men back in World War II, which was a very long time ago under Emperor Hirohito of Japan. Um, but to then say, okay, well, let's ban an entire religion, I'll say, okay, cool, let's ban all of them. That would be great if we can do that. Then we can advance our stem cell research uh, without having uh, religious people refusing to allow that to occur for the rest of the population, allowing people with Parkinson's to die unnecessarily. And perhaps we could ban the ringing of Christian bells, which I'm sure many people who are not Christian find offensive, but you might say that that's part of Western civilization. Well, why is that part of Western civilization? Who gets to decide? We're talking about liberal democracies. Why is it that you get to decide that scarves are not part of Western culture? Um, do we have a list of what is and what isn't part of Western culture? I'm more than happy to look at that list. Now, you say trains come and go from areas that Hitler didn't gas the Jews on the first day. Islamification doesn't happen overnight. So the idea of, first of all, the, the, the train, for those of you who saw my video, they obviously, I think, would have realized that I was being a smart ass, and that was deliberate. And I actually said I was being a smart ass on that scope. Um, the other thing I wanted to add about the no-go zone idea is that the main optometrist in Lakemba has a receptionist who wears a gigantic cross and has blonde hair and blue or green eyes. And she is treated, I have to say, with the utmost of respect by the majority of her clients who happen to have been from various 
I'm guessing Islamic cultures, I don't know, but you can tell by some people's names who treated her with amazing amount of respect. Uh, and that was on a regular day without being filmed or without being threatened to do so. And have I provided you with one person? Yes, there are also quite a number of people. There are a huge amount of Christian schoolgirls that come out every day after school, hundreds, I don't know if it's thousands, it looks like thousands, but a sea of them. And that happens every single day without any reported abuse. And once again, if and when that abuse may or may not happen, to then decide to say that somehow this is endogenous to the entire Islamic culture. So somehow if you believe that Muhammad's a prophet, all of a sudden you're going to start acting in this way that you feel is against the West. It also makes no sense. Now I bash liberals myself on my side who decide that because a few MAGA people, or probably a large amount, quote anti-Semitic statements online, that somehow that means that all people who voted for Trump are therefore anti-Jewish or anti-non-white people. And I say that's also not true, but it's very easy. It's very easy to pick many, many people uh, uh, who happen to wear the MAGA hat who act in barbaric ways and then say that somehow it's endogenous to the MAGA hat. I have spoken about that on different scopes as well. All right. Now, Islamification is also an illusion because if you look around the world, there's actually some, some people use statistics and this is a whole topic to get into. But living in the Middle East for a very long period of time, for a number of years, as well as... Um, even in Australia, hanging out with, I don't know how many uh, families of Islamic uh, culture deliberately, what you come to notice is that the Islamification idea is an illusion because people within different archipelagos are just regular people. Now, is it true that you will get certain subcultures where you can't stay inside the house if there are younger women there and you're not married as a male. Well, yes, that's absolutely there. And that is not unique to the Islamic culture. That's also there in many other cultures. Hello, Ruby's dreams. And there are people in the West obviously starting to do that now because of the accusations, whether they're true or false, the amount of horrendous accusations coming out against men. So once again, the idea of Islamification is illusion is an illusion now she you say she wasn't faking she was told by a lame cop to leave now why was the cop lame and um you've obviously said so with that last bit you've owned no one but yourself so the irony is of course that live for fire forever has actually owned themselves if i'm going to <laughs> if i'm actually going to reply to this person uh, so that's the first part of their their comments. Uh, they decided to call the cop lame because the cop, of course, was protecting the peace of the community. And uh, Lauren Southern was acting in a broad brush and bigoted fashion, whether you like it or not. Um, calling Lakemba Somalia is, of course, to insult every single other part of Lakemba, including my ex-fiance uh, that I lived with, who was a... Christian and all her family who were Christian. Now, they used to babysit a Bengali Muslim girl. As the Bengali Muslim girl got older, the father decided to take her away, even though she loved them very much, because who knows why, but my first guess is to not expose this young girl to non-Wahhabist uh, views. That wouldn't surprise me, because a lot of uh, Bengali well, I shouldn't say a lot. I don't know what the percentage is, but there's definitely a percentage within Australia who I say sympathetic with the Wahhabist strain of um, of Pakistani um, Islam, which is very intolerant of other Muslims, by the way. 
of other Muslims and, and they do their best or it does its best, that idea, via members of that particular sect to murder, kill, destroy as many other non-Wahhabist Muslims as, as possible, whom they believe to be heretics in the same way that the Catholics and Protestants have been doing that for a very long time. And of course, we have to also remember that the Protestants were protected by the Ottoman Muslims if we want to go back far enough. Now, why do I say that? Well, I'm not a fan of faith. As I can tell you, I can point out a huge amount of quotes, as you probably can in many different faiths, that are barbaric, and some more than others, absolutely. And then the question is, who adheres to them and for how long? And how do they manifest them in real life? How do they understand what Al-Qitaf Sabilallah means, what that means, killing or fighting for the path of God, does that mean that you kill innocent people and what's the definition of innocent? There are different faiths or sub-faiths within this land that define different versions of innocence. And uh, the most extreme version is the one where someone has rejected Islam, which makes them guilty, prima facie. And that there exists definitely within subsets of the Wahhabists, um, ideology which has been perpetuated by Saudi Arabia with oil money for a long period of time unfortunately and it persecutes many other uh, Muslims you know the uh, there's been huge articles about this for centuries we have Fatima Manisi in Morocco who died recently who talks about the misogyny that was created after the death of Muhammad which I've spoken about on periscope.tv forward slash an autist the list keeps going on and on and on so that's your first comment if we now go to the second uh, comment you say, you say in capitals, Lauren Southern has never said anything about race. Um, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? All right. So Lauren Southern lives in the world of specifying uh, certain differences amongst different races. Now you challenge me, challenge accepted. When you say actual proof, I did mention this actually on a subsequent YouTube video. There was a debate between Lauren Southern, and I actually mentioned it on the video you watched, there was a debate between Lauren Southern and a radical libertarian who wanted to have no borders, which I also think is a bit nuts. Um, he, what I call a pigeonhole fit, or a perfect fit into the pigeonhole of a, let's say, of one particular ideology. And so the ideology possessed him more than him possessing the ideology. And... She actually said, and I specifically said on the video that she was being a smartass, but she, I wrote that in a comment, sorry. Um, no, I did respond on a video uh, that she said, if my views make me racist, then I'm a racist. Okay. Now, she doesn't agree, obviously, but in that statement, I would assume that her views make her racist. I think her views do make her racist. <laughs> and so she said, therefore, I'm racist. All right, you're racist. You accept it. That's fine. Uh, but you don't have to agree with that specific thing. And so I would not withdraw my statement because I was talking actually about an actual video that's probably seen millions of times all around YouTube at the moment. So go ahead and have a look at that. And you say my edited fake news. I would say your news is edited and faked, especially the next line when you said Rahim Qassam. Now, Rahim Qassam is an ex-Muslim and has been an ex-Muslim for over 10 years. And yes, I do listen to a lot of right-wing media, and I do that deliberately so I can know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, so that's the first thing on your point. And you say um, that discredits my um, conjecture that Lawrence Southern puts all Muslims as the same, and I called her bimbo. Um, uh, look, calling her bimbo was a lot of fun, and I knew that would piss a lot of people off, and it was done for deliberately that reason. Now, 
um, you say it's simply wrong and you put it in capitals. Putting something in capitals doesn't make your answer correct. Uh, Lawrence Southern uh, does actually talk about Islam as if it's one thing and if you become a Muslim, you're going to think all of these certain specific beliefs. Um, so she's conflating one denomination with the entire group. That's like me saying that transubstantiation is a Christian phenomenon. No, it's a Catholic phenomenon, not a Christian phenomenon. Now, if the Orthodox do it as well, I'm not actually sure. I, I would think they would, actually, since transubstantiation was something that predated uh, the schism of 1054 uh, between the East and the West of the Christian Empire in Europe at the time. So, yes, no, she does do that. That's the first thing. And the next thing is, yes, she was heated. And she said, oh, so Lakemba is Somalia. Well, she said that. Now, she hasn't apologized for that. If she has, then you can show me. Um, now, you're talking about the Commonwealth West. Now, the next part you use, you said part of that is Magnum, Magnum Carta. I think you meant Magna Carta. That is liberal ideals at the time Australia came into being freedom and liberty. Not perfect and evolve over time. So there too, you are wrong. Not sure what you mean there. Um, liberal principles equals personal choice and trials. Uh, does it? Because it seems like a lot of your arguments are just merely rehashes of what I hear on Fox News. So... Not exactly sure that you have the freedom to make an argument that you think you're making. I'm not really sure. Now, Magna Carta was made as a blackmail by leaders within the British Parliament from memory against uh, the king. <laughs> uh, and so I'm laughing at a comment on Periscope here. Um, yeah, uh, True Faith made a joke. They said, you're wrong all the time. Yeah, probably am. So what have we got here? Uh, Magna, Magna Carta, which was made, yes, as I said, it didn't provide much to the people. But in hindsight, retroactively, we can see that our liberties started from Magna Carta. And when I say our, not all of us, but many of us living in the West to varying degrees. And uh, we can say that now, but that would be like saying the removing of Hasni Mubarak, which turned into the Muslim Brotherhood rule. And then turned into the, hello, Dr. Samir, into the military dictatorship that's there now with Sisi is somehow a good thing. Because that's roughly what the Magna Carta, you can imagine, we went from one dictatorship with the divine right of the king into a new feudalist or semi-feudalist dictatorship where the British subjects were still ruled over uh, with an iron fist. Um, so I'm not sure what you mean. Um, you wrote it in capitals. I can't, couldn't make out your argument exactly there. Now, um, when you're, say, don't let violent in and kick others out, non-citizens versus citizens. I'm not sure what you mean there. Sorry about that. Now, Milo Yiannopoulos said it was stupid. The movement Gays for Palestine. Yes. So the Gays for Palestine, now you've compared that here to Jews supporting Gestapo. Uh, and that's an, in, an incorrect application of a definition here. So you're, you're deciding that Palestine is the Gestapo, and that's the mistake, because Palestine at the moment is governed by Hamas, but Palestine itself and the idea of Palestine is different every person's head. In the same way you imagine Australia or America to be some bastion of Western freedom, um, you're imagining Palestine to be something it's not. There are people that imagine Palestine to be better than what Hamas is doing to it. And they wanted to be tolerant of all different peoples. And so being gay for Palestine would make exact sense in that case, actually. Uh, now, that's an argument, of course, that uh, you haven't heard. And I don't blame you because most people don't respond to Milo Yiannopoulos. Instead, they just sh try to shut him down. And I'm against shutting people down because it doesn't allow people who listen to those people to hear the arguments that I'm making right now. Now, next, 
Mono Group, that Lauren Southern area, it as again, Raheem Kassin. So again, owned, you're wrong again. Uh, once again, uh, no, it's the, uh, <laughs> you keep saying I'm owned. This person thinks somehow I'm owned in their mind. It's quite hilarious. Um, Raheem Kassam is, uh, as I said before, an atheist and has been so for 10 years and happens to agree politically in, for the most part, with Lauren Southern. So what a, what a surprise. She agrees with someone who politically agrees with her. Um, isn't that lovely? Um, you said you applaud me for being honest about the EDL uh, with leaders leaving. Um, thank you. Uh, what have we got here? And labeling left and right, but Lauren Southern has never done that capital letters. She's openly critiqued the right. She has critiqued the right. I agree with you. Uh, Auntie May. <laughs> no, not me. Um, all right. So you said Lauren Southern was kicked out as a journalist. I don't think Lauren Southern is a journalist. Lauren Southern is a demagogue and rabble rouser. And that would, if, if your argument there was correct, then every journalist who's gone into Lakemba would have been kicked out which is of course not the case as evidenced by YouTube. Now, you said as bad London or Belgium. That's not true. I go to Lakemba all the time. I've been there at four in the morning, maybe more than a hundred times in the last year. And why do I know that? Well, because I work in Lakemba. Uh, so I'm there four in the morning, two in the morning. There are women there at four in the morning, two in the morning. There was a woman there once a few months ago who had a goat on a leash. <laughs> yes, she had a goat on a leash and the goat was alive. That was quite hilarious. Um, and I have to say, so many of my most amazing and nicest passengers have been uh, at Lakemba. So uh, there you go. Um, I'm not sure how it's as bad. Yeah, a goat, yeah. So, you know, look, what you've done in this case is to rationalize how I've been able to, good evening, uh, go to Lakemba and have such a, a normal time. And you've responded by saying, I'm probably Muslim. And I'm a male and it was during the day. And I've now provided you with women who live and work in Lakemba, who are completely Anglo-Saxon appearance, of Anglo-Saxon appearance. And huge a Catholic school that's there, that's been there for years. Um, some of my family went to that, to that school before it joined. It used to be two different schools, one girls, one boys. It's since cha changed. I think it's called St. John's Holy, Holy, Holy Cross College now or something. Uh, and uh, I lived there with my ex-fiance, who was a Christian for many years. I was there with my motorbike. Um, people wear crosses when they walk down the street. So I'm not sure how this fits into your head. I know that you've sort of cartoonized uh, Lakemba and compared it to London or all of Belgium, of course, uh, which is exactly what painting with a broad brush is. And that's where some people on the left... Oh, thank you. Some people on the left will will mistakenly call someone with your opinions racist. And I don't agree that your statements, your, your quotes are racist. I would say that they're broad brushing and, and therefore highly inaccurate. And that's it. I don't apply a moral judgment to it. I think that's normally what humans do. Universal truth. Good to see you. So when we say as bad, it's also when we say bad, you're conflating what some specific people do who happen to believe in one certain subset of the Islamic faith with every single person who's Muslim or with Islam itself. And that's a very common thing that I see. Oh, we saw a parade of 100,000 people in Iran uh, quoting death to America, so therefore we have to ban Islam. This, this is completely taking out of context 
the millions of Iranians who don't say that, and of course the Iranians who were there who were forced to do that, and the fact that the version of Islam in Iran not only is a Shia, but it's a Shia ethno-nationalistic version, so it's not even pure Shiaism itself. Anyway, and of course the Shia, uh, that crap a stage, of course it is, yeah. And the uh, we also know that many Shia leaders in Iran have been murdered by the Ayatollah and other Ayatollahs before. Uh, I don't know if this current Ayatollah, but definitely Ayatollah Khomeini would murder a lot of Shia clerics who preached peace and love of the of Mary, Mother of Jesus, and and veneration of Jesus, and were discounting the vast number of Muslims in you know across the world that celebrate Mass, different subsets of Islam, and the civil war that's been going on between different denominations. The idea is that religious thought itself is a problem. Uh, so the next part here, he said Somalia was a comparison, maybe emotional somewhat in the moment. I agree. It was emotional somewhat in the moment and it was highly insulting, highly insulting. It's the same as when people say all you white people are the same. If you, if I'm assuming by your responses that you might be of the you know European um, strain of human beings, uh, still a brother and sister, I don't care what color you are, as I say, but for this particular point... It, 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 color is important in, in the sense that if I were to say all white people, blah, 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 um, or all brown people, blah, 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 or she's using Somalia as a comparison, it's very insulting. I have many, many, well, I don't have them now, <laughs> but you know, I had, a, I had a partner who was from Somalia. I know a lot of people from Somalia. I lived with many, many Somalis. There are Somalis in Australia. Ah, thank you very much. Just plain skippy. So to insult all of them because there are certain things like, you know, massacring of clitori in Somalia is, it just does nothing but insult every single person who's not doing that. But are there problems in Somalia? Of course, Dennis Arhans. Of course there are problems. Um, is that to say that that is what Somalia is defined by? I would say no. Um, now, you can find me examples of people who have had uh, terrible times in Somalia, and I would agree with you. <laughs> Alrighty, so the next one here that you had was, um, where are we here? Uh, you were they were comparing government standards, not literal. Yeah, I I will I will accept that. That's what you've done there is say that perhaps Lauren Southern was ranting. Good morning, hey hey. And that she was more emotional. Now, why are you giving her that consideration and not the angry um, Somali pirates? I can imagine Somali pirates are scary. I've heard stories. Um, why do you give Lauren Southern those concessions and not people who are against her own argument? Let's say religious, pious Muslims like Dr. Tawhidi who preach peace but are completely ignored when you talk about Islam. So that's, that's one of the other problems I have there, of course. Now, you said there are follow-up videos about Lakemba. I did watch, actually, one of them where she was sitting with Stefan Molyneux. I'm unimpressed, unfortunately. Um, there are some things that Stefan Molyneux does say, one of which I'll say right now that I think are actually correct, even though they're for, they, they, they underpin an agenda I'm not a fan of. But he did say once that taking out people of what he calls high IQ, or let's just say people who are substantially beneficial, on average, for, to their country, pulling them out and putting them in America actually destabilizes the world because it leaves less capable people remaining in the other countries. Yes, that's actually a valid point, I would say. Uh, and I would take that point away from Molyneux and say it doesn't exist to him. So on those things, absolutely. Now, you've said here I'm wrong on several points. 
you keep saying I'm wrong, but I'm not sure where I am. I'm, I'm just responding to you, I would say, in quite a detailed fashion. So you can let me know if anything in my reply <laughs> is, is wrong anyway. Um, now, I'm absolutely wrong about the breach of peace. Where is your evidence she was saying F anything? Uh, I, I am not saying that she said F anything. Uh, what I was saying was that I provided an example that if you go into a synagogue and say F Moses, that was my analogy. Now, as you say, you have mentioned her Allah is gay social experiment. And that's one of many. And if you want to ask me where are they, well, they're plastered all over YouTube. Uh, and that is enough for Lauren Southern to be notorious for being a rabble-rouser because her definitions of and descriptions are not, um, they are, let's just say, they are weighted completely in an incisive, not an incisive, but a, uh, but a divisive direction uh, and ignoring a huge amount of nuances and talking about uh, certain fates as if they won as opposed to a, what I call a cultipelago of denominations. So that in general brings her across or makes her come across as someone who's a rabble rouser and not a thinker. And absolutely, if someone like that walks into some place, her reputation precedes and she got what she asked for. Uh, and for that very reason, she was breaching the peace. Uh, now, should she, should, she, should she be shut down for breaching the peace? Well, it's a legal thing. It's like when, when um, Tommy Robinson went up to the courts and was being quite aggressive to certain people at the courts for what they did, which was reprehensible. Now, there are two different points in there. One is that when Tommy Robinson went up to those people at the courts who were on trial for gang raping um, innocent uh, British human beings, what he did was not acceptable. It doesn't mean what they did was also acceptable. That's not true. What they did was also unacceptable, like maybe a million times more than what Tommy Robinson was doing. But you don't have to respond to someone who's a demon by acting like a mini demon. That is not the way that the world will actually reach a better place. So I say, unfortunately, she brought it upon herself and I don't think that she meant for that to happen, but it did over time. And that's just part of being young. We've all been there and we know what it's like. Unfortunately, we all pay out prices for things we didn't mean to do. Uh, and being threatening arrest. Yes, she, she should have been threatened for arrest, basically, because uh, she was about to cause a riot. And uh, you say it's everyone else's fault for getting triggered. Well, look, there are many people who get triggered if you only had to go to Char Charlottesville. And you might say that that's an illusion. Well, no, you just have to look at Dia Khan's, uh, given the background of the matter. Yeah, there you go. Um, you only have to look at Dia Khan's documentary she's done two documentaries so she's not a fan of jihadists or extremists or anything like that so she's done one showing the disaster that is violent jihadism extremism and um the uh, and also her one on white pride so if you look at white pride you will see that there are tens of hundreds so in other words thousands of people that support um a certain agenda which breaches the peace and she went in there and interviewed them, but she interviewed them from a point of trying to understand them. It's a very, very different type of setting. She didn't go in there as someone who in the past has said F white people. She's never said that in her life. And I'm not saying Lauren Southern's ever said F brown people. 
Um, so I'm, that's that's not a good analogy. An analogy would be something like, um, look at all the leaders of um, all of the banks. They're all white men. Now, I don't agree with that. So I, that's an olive branch out to you. Um, live for fire, life for fire forever. I agree with you that saying something like, look at all these bosses, they're all white men. It's because white privilege. This is also a, a very divisive term and it's invidious. It's it does nothing. It's not accurate because it's it can be implied from that statement, whether people mean it or not, that it means that somehow if you have white skin, that you have this, you automatically have this privilege. Now, that's not what people mean when they say that. Many people on the left don't mean it that way, but it's a linguistic lazy, it's linguistically lazy to actually do that, I would suggest. Um, uh, why waste time on good or bad things just are here? So where are we here? Um, now you said, so there you go, you are wrong. Well, thank you for just saying I'm wrong <laughs> with all of your attempts at an argument. But I thank you very much. I appreciate that you actually took the time to write these comments and actually watch my second video. So for that reason, I do uh, appreciate that you came on. And hopefully you'll find more holes in, the, in what I said or any holes in what I said and we'll respond in kind. So thank you very much. And hello to everybody. Hello, Kelly. I will talk to you all soon. Um, all right. Ciao, ciao.